Okay, so just a quick note before this episode. Um, we, we were kind of unorganized on this episode, which is just the way that this podcast probably is going to be. But uh, Lenny wanted me to probably edit this more than I'm more than it is. So uh, there's, I don't know, probably a lot of junk in, in this. Uh, but I think it, I think there's some good stuff too. If you want to be a supporter of the Lenny and Tyler show, um, <laughs> you can find us at patreon.com forward slash Lenny and Tyler. And we've got different tiers there where you can help put food in my belly and Lenny's and his family's bellies. Thanks. Okay, hey everybody, this is Tyler, and you're listening to the Lenny and Tyler. <laughs> no, I don't. I was doing do that. I was Lenny <laughs> exclamation point. Like oh said. yeah, the Lenny and Tyler show. <laughs> With Molly Fedgie. Hello. Um, before we get into it, she's really impressed with our intro <laughs> quality. This was our that was our second <laughs> intro. Um, before we get into it, we have, of course, as always, the Jaxie Minute that we've been doing. We do it before every episode. We do it <laughs> where Jaxie checks in and tells us her thoughts for Jaxie one minute. minute. The sixty-second commentary slash fact check. Oh, sorry. Okay, let's try that again. Jaxie's Minute, a 60-second commentary slash fact check. Fact-checking Lenny and Tyler might be a full-time job. So the following are my thoughts and a few comments on the last episode Tyler and Lenny did. Gold has always held value. It's pretty easy to shape. It's useful in many industries. It's rare. And it's an everlasting mineral, which I think they covered, but I just wanted to say that. I also wanted to say that there's no fact-checking Lenny and his many conspiracy theories on the Illuminati and the like, so I may just leave that for an entire second uh, fact-check. And then I wanted to just end with my favorite G.K. Chesterton quote, an adventure is only an inconvenience rightly considered. An inconvenience is only an adventure wrongly considered. Um... Any comments on the Jaxie Minute before we move on? I like I liked your Chesterton quote. That is good. Do you remember um, what it was? I think that she does have her work cut out for her to ever fact check you. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess the gold comment was nice. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Scott. What minute are we at? <laughs> this is not going well. Cutting in at... <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't really know exactly what what to do with this episode. Molly, help. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Um, I don't know. It's okay. We'll get wrong. It'll, it'll, it'll feel good. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. We're talking about the... Uh... We have to stay on brand for Sarah. <laughs> who, oh, so, yeah. Who so enjoyed how... <laughs> how on track how, we were. How organized yeah, we were. Yeah, organized. <laughs> yeah. 
sorry. Um, you guys are really entertaining me. <laughs> Hopefully oh. everyone else also. <laughs> I'm not redoing this. This is, no. this is it. This is it. Lenny, I don't... Uh. I, Okay, so Molly, we can what? talk. We can talk about several different things today, okay, if okay. we want. For for the so kind of how we want to set this podcast up is go the Jaxi minute to begin with. Okay. And then a little bowl from Tyler. Okay. So where I bring some topic, uh, a little bullshit from Tyler. And we'll talk <laughs> about that for a while, and then Lenny brings culture corner culture corner. So yeah, maybe. What's the whatever. culture? What's the culture? <laughs> whatever you want it to be. Whatever oh, you're talking about. Like, whatever you kombucha culture. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you uh, <laughs> infest. Whatever you infest is the culture you get. <laughs> the one you feed. Okay, so I one night I texted Lenny and said different ideas for podcast episodes. Okay. Um, ideology and fantasies. Uh, the non-castrated other, the big other, subjective versus relative truth, object a or gamma, or it maybe. It. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Uh, the super egoic injunction to enjoy. They're really big topics. Greek mythology. Large words. The enigmatic desire of the other. The categorical imperative. The subject supposed <laughs> to know. Yeah. <laughs> Original oh, slow, heavy hand. Not everybody's smart enough. I know. I, well, and actually, I would have to study up on these a little bit to, re- to remember them. But I think we could do a subjective versus relative truth. Yeah, that's what we were kind of talking about. Before. Okay. So, um, should we start then with the Kierkegaard quote? Yeah, let's go with uh, okay. old Soren. Little SK. Let's see. It's going to take me one second to find it. Is that his full name? Soren Kierkegaard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm oh, sure he I've had a his first middle name. name. We have decided that we don't call our friends by their last names. We call our friends by their first names. Right. Very true. Okay. So this is a journal entry from, from Kierkegaard. Um... By, from Soren. <laughs> Good old Sorsor. You're really going to just confuse me. Uh, he was like, I think like 25 or maybe even younger when he wrote this. That's my age. Um, some of his journal entries are, are really life? nice. <laughs> Why don't you... Uh, well, I don't know that, I don't know that you would want to be him. Like, he was a hermit and... I can be a sad boy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a sad guy. Sad boy. Sad boy. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was a joyful guy. I don't know. A little both. Balance. Yeah. Uh, so he says, The thing is to understand myself, to see what God really wishes me to do. The thing is to find a truth which is true for me, to find the idea for which I can live and die. What would be the use of discovering so-called objective truth, of working through all the systems of philosophy, and of being able, if required, to review them all and show up the inconsistencies within each system. What good would it do me to develop a theory of the state and combine all the details into a single whole and so construct a world in which I did not live, but only held up to the view of others? What good would it do me to be able to explain the meaning of Christianity 
if it had no deeper significance for me and for my life? What good would it do me if truth stood before me, cold and naked, not caring whether I recognized her or not, and producing in me a shudder of fear rather than a trusting devotion? I certainly do not deny that, uh, that I still recognize an imperative of understanding, and that through it one can work upon men, but it must be taken up into my life, and that is what I now recognize as the most important thing. That is what my soul longs after, as the African desert thirsts for water. So I would say that this is him describing kind of what is subjective truth. It's, he's saying like, yeah, I could spend my life and read all these different philosophies and, and know the Bible in and out. Come up but, with a with the perfect system, quote unquote. Yeah, create a system that's perfect for other men to live by, a theory of the state. But if I myself can't experience, I would say if I myself can't experience joy and love other people, then I think it's the same as like what Paul says, where he says, I could speak with the tongue of angels, but if I do not love, Mm -hmm. I'm just the crashing of symbols. Mm-hmm. Well, it's something that, like <clears throat> Soren's saying too that you have to it's something he could live and die by something that he felt strongly enough like the, the truth that he comes to has to be something that's worth something as well I mean, like something that he can emotionally and mentally resonate attached with to, yeah. To the, yeah. yeah yeah attached to yeah um, and so the, the thing we were talking recently about was the difference between re- relative truth and subjective truth right with subjective being an experience of bigger, yeah, bigger like tea truth, yeah, dream kind of like the the subjective like truth of that, like working for that, and then that being your happiness all life. But even if you're not getting joy from that subjective truth, you know, and that cannot be true for a lot of people, or how they live their lives. Can that be true for a lot of people? Oh, that's, yeah. And that's almost like the cognitive dissonance where you're mm-hmm. feeling one thing but acting some, a different way. Yeah. Um, with subjective truth being what you've experienced, yeah, yeah, what you've experienced and what you see as truth being different than relative truth saying everything is equally true or untrue. The, 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 the bar of truth is sliding to... Yeah. To match, it's almost like it's sliding objective truth to match your subjective truth if everything's relative. It's like relative truth is like a very non definite um, statement and like concept. Where I kind of like the idea of subjective truth because it doesn't lock it into saying like we have the correct dogma yeah. to objective mm-hmm. truth. Uh, but it's not denying that either. It's just saying my experiences so far have, yeah. I have seen this as true. And wouldn't it, maybe would it be that subjective truth is the taking in of kind of pieces of the larger objective, objective truth? Sure, yeah. Whereas relative, if we want to say that relative truth, that truth is relative, then it denies the ground out of which we could even speak and argue from. And it's kind of like which doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, yeah, kind of like we talk about like with postmodernism or whatever, with the idea of like when you take away definitions of things and like take stuff out of a box then you 
it's hard to find a starting point because <laughs> you have all of your mile markers or, or pins are like pulled out with that concept. I think it's an important concept to deconstruct everything sometimes. But like I said, with that relative truth, you're, yeah, you're denying even any, there's no foundation to start exploring from. Yes. Because everything is just equally or not equally acceptable. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just like as humans, we don't do very well with that either. We, we, we want to like explore and push out into like the wilderness and see what's going on. But I feel like we have a hard time doing that without some foundational, like almost like safety net. Like mm-hmm. we're a lot better at doing that when we know there's the safe route. Yeah, yeah. When we know B. there's um, something we can kind of fall back on. The parents will bail you out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> so this this objective truth is, I would say, is that which calls to us or insists within us and then the words that we use the art that we make the um, the paintings the songs we write is our relative way or subjective way in which we express the absolute call it's an insistence within us but like democracy is something that calls and even the word democracy might slip and mean different things to each of us but but there is some grounded absolute truth universal truth that is calling and invoking justice for all with inequality for everyone as being wrong right that that That, we that inequal that we see injustice and we go that is wrong Oh yeah, and we <clears throat> we want justice. We want equality for yeah, yeah across the board. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we talked about this before too. That like I think we did on the first podcast, maybe. But that equality is like something we need to and want to hold true when it's like something that is measurably not true. <laughs> like nobody is equal in pretty much anything to anyone else. Oh, we yeah, all have yeah. varying levels. We'll try to make it equal in an unfair world. Yeah, and even just like as we're like we're all in different human bodies with different brains, you know. Yeah. And so there's things we're better or worse at than other people. Mm-hmm. So there are these measurements against each other, but we know that there's some value in saying there's like a level of respect and and sameness that we need to just blanket every single other human being. Yeah. Um, and that there's something like internally that we know that 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 is good that that's something we need to do is treat people with justice and treat people fairly and equality even though there's in some ways provable that there's not equality among people (laughs) okay and then maybe the last little little thing I'd bring up is talking with uh, my pastor friend Alan Uh, he was he he was just saying like that well, trying to talk about truth as sort of a a system or a way of thinking or when we say that it's absolute truth, relative truth, or objective or subjective, 
he kind of says like, well, at least within Christianity, we believe that truth is a person. When Jesus says, I am the truth, I am the way. So then it becomes, it's like if you want to know truth, it's like if Lenny was saying that, then I guess I'd just keep on hanging around Lenny like to get to know truth. That's just your subjective truth, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I think, oh, yeah, I think what I was trying to say is, like, equality is true. It's, like, a true thing. Mm-hmm. Even though it's... Ah, sorry, I, I keep circling around that. <laughs> is it equality possible? is, like, the objective truth. And our subjective truths... Of, uh, wait, wait, wait. So, sorry, yeah, so, like, sorry. It's, it's, equality is, like... The objective truth that okay. we like know yeah. is good, and our subjective truths, we don't see that actually, but yeah. we know that that's like what we're supposed to be striving towards. You know, rather yeah. than saying, I guess, in a relative truth sense, you would say, maybe equality isn't good. Maybe right. it's it, may, it has no value one way or the other. It's not positive or negative. It's just some people's experience at some times. Um, well, relative truth would be like saying, like if we believe in absolute truth what we kind of mean is that there is a definite way in which all of this started. Sure. In the beginning. We, we don't have access to that, but there was like one thing that happened. Either, either there was a God or, or, or there wasn't, and it's some unexplainable scientific thing that happened. I mean, either way, it's an unexplainable right. thing. But yeah. one thing did for sure happen. Whereas relative truth, I guess to me, feels like it's like, it's this or this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it it wasn't definite this way or this way. Filters in front of a camera, and then, so like there's the sub, like the thing you're trying to take a picture of, and then there's the camera, and there's all these filters, and I feel like Mm. relative truth is just like holding all the filters up and be like, we can't see anything for anything because look at all these filters they're just like looking at the filter instead of looking at the subject or the camera yeah. <laughs> almost and being I like totally how do that. we know yeah. what anything is because these are all just filters you know yeah 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 where's the real truth where's the real truth <laughs> where is it <laughs> even if it was in front of us we couldn't see it yeah that's a good analogy because of X-Pro2 filter <laughs> so is there a truth yeah I think so Overall? Yeah. What do you think? What do you think, think, Molly? Yeah, what do you guys think? I think so. I mean, at least of where we are now. I don't know. Uh, My subjective truth has led me, or has inclined me to believe that there is an objective truth. What's the objective? (laughs) My experience experience of life so far has inclined me towards a belief in an objective truth that is too big to be. Yeah. Totally ascertained. Yeah. You can't you can yeah, you can get parts of it, but that we won't have a very good grasp of all of it. And I think that's maybe where a lot of like pride almost comes in when you when mm-hmm. you come up like this is the system. Almost like you said, like I could write the best system and have all the best ideas, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like cool, you built your own little world around your your you built it's almost like you take objective truth and shrunk it down to your, your subjective realm. Yeah. realm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're, you're like limiting how big that can be. 
It's impossible um, now. And claiming that that's what everybody needs to live in as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the thing that... <laughs> You, something you just said a minute ago made me think of the difference between like anonymity and hypernimity. So there's two di- different ways of not knowing something. So one would be, I don't know it because I, I, I don't know who someone is because they're um, mysterious to me. They're, I, I can't... Uh, Uh, I can't see them. That they remain anonymous to me. The hypernimity is I can't know them because of not because of a lack of their presence, but because of an overabundance of their presence. And how does that play so, out? How does that work? So, like, it's kind of like this is water, like. Like a fish doesn't know what water is because of its hy- sure. <laughs> because of the hypernimity of water. Yeah, or you can't experience like, what not having that is. Yeah. So you kind of don't know what it is because you don't know yeah. what it's like without. Right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it might be that we are so infused yeah. within, say, mm. God or like all we of can't. this that we can't ever quite grasp him. We can't ever put him into into a box. Anything yeah, because of that. Versus, I can't point. tell you much about somebody on the other side of the globe because I just don't know them. Don't know them. It's yeah. only yeah, it's like yeah, one's like yeah. only lack, yeah. and the other one's like only presence. Yeah, yeah. And, over, and without and without presence. knowing where the the border between something where something ends is, we don't really we can't really define it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um. What was the hyperminity? Anonymity and hypernimity. Nimity, okay. Uh, all right, that's. I, I feel like I need to. I feel better when I write things down before mm. doing a little bowl, trying to jump in and not having written an essay and like really thought things through is harder for me. Well, we're doing it every week, so we can just keep tweaking it. Just yep. keep getting better. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I was a little waffly on things. But you do, got, do you have any good thoughts for the day, Molly? Uh, What's been going on in your world? No, 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 no. <laughs> Tell me about that uh, little thing on your wrist there. What is that? This? A little hairband. Oh, that's so boring. <laughs> this is just what keeps my hair tied. Where'd you get it? My roommate gave it to me. Mm. <laughs> Lent or gave? Oh, it was probably Lent. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys return things that people give to you on loan? Like a like a so if like someone gave you um if someone I gave have, you leftovers I have done both leftovers. If I cooked you something, would you give me the container back? Probably not. No, I have a lot of containers from other Oh, I bet Lenny knows that about like jar returns back in the beginning of (laughs) NOG. The five people that bring back jars. Yeah. How was that for you? (laughs) How many jars did you lose? Thousands. Thousands thousands of dollars. Listen to that, people. That's you. Just kidding. (laughs) 
That's you. We're gonna bring on Molly every bring week the jars to, back. To, to guilt the audience into something. <laughs> Did you even give her charity this year? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even make the, the, the no. listeners feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I just finished watching Community again. Oh, okay. It's really good. What do you? Think? It's such. I, I finished watching it. We're on the in the middle of the last episode. I was like, Oh no, this is such a millennial show. Oh yeah. And at least, I don't know. I just got this like overwhelming sense that like Gen Z and like younger kids would not think it was as funny or as great as I was experiencing right in that moment. I was like, oh, this is so great. Why is this so great? And I'm just like, oh, hold on. I think this is just very, very keyed into... Your... Yeah, your, to my young adult life. <laughs> my young your, adult. Yeah, like, like what, what do these the last kids season, want? Yeah, the last season came out like five yeah. years ago, I think. And so yeah, um, that's a good point. I was like, oh, I think... I bet this isn't Some as Some are funny. timeless, though. Yeah. Some oh, yeah. Some are timeless. Definitely. And I think that there's there's plenty of jokes. Not that it wouldn't be... At, not that it wouldn't be funny or wouldn't be enjoyable to like Gen Z or below, yeah. but I just realized how much like what, the time period it came out in and why I identify so much with that was I'm like, oh, that's actually that means I'm like old now because this show is over and yeah. it, there's now a generation younger than me that wouldn't like <laughs> just saying that sounds like a very old person. These young kids <laughs> wouldn't even know how good this is. <laughs> um, and even like the, it was funny because even in the last episode, they kind of play off the difference between an older character getting out of community college and a younger character who's like going forward into their life getting out of community college. Okay. <laughs> and that they're kind of like looking at life from like two different perspectives and they're both mm-hmm. kind of like wanting to be where the other person is. You know, the old yeah. person was like, I wish I was young and just heading out in the world. And the younger person's like, I wish I had like a list of mistakes that I've already learned from and some perspective oh, and nice. not being afraid yeah. of the future, you know? Yeah, but you don't not, have. Yeah, yeah. And so that also, yeah, just kind of settled. And it's very, like, it's, especially the last season gets, like, super meta, which I think is also a millennial thing, where, like, breaking the fourth wall a lot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, well, see, now it's played out. Because before, it. like, it was super novel, like, ten years ago, because yeah. shows which weren't doing that. Do you think um, there's just too many shows And now? so now I think... It has become. It, it got played out because millennials thought it was so great for so long. <laughs> Which is yeah, one of those. Another days. one of those uh, things that I thought was like, oh, this is very keyed into the time that it came out. Um, yeah, just meta reference. Mm-hmm. I feel like is as opposed to it being novel, it's now. Yeah, you're kind of like <laughs> like you said. Like I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I guess it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of. I, well, because I remember saying that when I saw Deadpool. Yeah. And I thought. Yeah. Ugh. Hate that, and like, mm-hmm. made me like just not like the movie, or it's like not, it like bothered it, me. Well, it takes you out, like takes you out of that. Uh, yeah. What's the um, status of disbelief or the uh, suspension of disbelief, mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, I will buy into the fact that there's mutants running around and doing things and have powers, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the second you're like, oh wait, I live in the real world, and something that pulls you into that, like like meta commentary on something, you kind of like get sucked out of your yeah disbelief, yeah. and that is kind of, that can be annoying, I think, but. You know what, this is a little bit off topic, but I always thought it was weird. Also in, like, uh, like say, a TV show where there's famous actors in it, and then they mention 
like in the show mm. they mention famous actors. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. like it's always kind of weird. So they're real, <laughs> yeah. but you're not real. Right, yeah. Yes. Like that's always yeah. something that I thought was in really funny. In this fake about. world, these other actors are real. You know yeah. what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what the worst version of that one ever was? What? Jaxie's gonna hate this, but in uh, Ocean's Twelve. Okay. Oh my god, it's so awful. <laughs> they they pretend like Julia Roberts. Isn't <laughs> yes. Julia Roberts? Oh Jesus. They pretend like Oh god, it's just like they're like, well she really looks a lot like her. Like, Cuz they they fake the, the character she's... in the yeah, the Ocean's character oh, pretends geez. to be Julia Roberts. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Wow. And just that that whole that one mm-hmm. is real bad. Yeah, I mean, that's just a, Yeah, there's like oh, a oh, good oh, hour oh, and a half oh. of that movie that doesn't matter because it all ends up that the whole heist happened before. Everything, no spoilers. Everything <laughs> no spoilers. That's the end of it. Weird. Don't I, watch um, it. I haven't seen any of those movies. I think, I think it's still the same. I think Deadpool was the highest-grossing R-rated movie, mm-hmm. but that was also like. You're gonna have to do with years and years movie? of, I don't maybe because superhero movies were like are king. De- yeah, they were definitely no, huge. I mean, Came into being like the huge. In fact, yeah. Community also references that because the Marvel movies had just started at the yeah. end when the community is like starting to wrap up, and so they reference they're like, like <laughs> kind of secretly talking about how the Marvel movies like aren't that great, and some of the production people from Community had gone and worked on the Marvel. Oh really? Movies. <laughs> I, think, I, I think they can. The Russo be. brothers, I think. Um, but, but so yeah, so, but Deadpool was even like probably like eight years at least of people like really trying to push because Ryan Reynolds was like I would totally do that movie if it came out and then they're like doing other superhero movies and it's like it was like kind of a push yeah the millennials also have this like push from like hey if there's enough fans the studio is going to make the thing now the sequel or the remake or the whatever mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. where and part of that has to be because of the internet as well where before that it was just like this boardroom of the studio decides what comes in and comes out. Mm-hmm. But they realize, like, oh, hey, there's money to be made if we give fans what they want. Yeah. And the Deadpool movie was, an, was a real huge example of that, too. Yeah. Which I think is the, again, kind of, like, I don't want to say, like, peak millennial culture. <laughs> but, <laughs> what do you guys think like, is... that that was more, more of that time, you know? Mm-hmm. What, what was better? Us having to adapt to and, like... Only having like Ooh, five yeah. five options like I love Lucy and like right. the, I don't know what what other and the, but that's like the wine cooler or the water cooler talk mm-hmm. the next day but that at least connects you right. to each other whereas now we're all it's like we we all watch a million different things but the chances of those lining up are less right and so we're kind of less connected mm, in that way yeah. Like, yeah, if you had like, I mean, if you only had those five to choose from, yeah, yeah, you would definitely be maybe a lot more connected. It's a bit but of a... I would say generally there are about five shows that people yeah. will like watch that a lot of like that everybody else that everybody just like think of like yeah. Game of Thrones yeah. or right, even yeah, Tiger King. Like, like everybody's seen those. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, I haven't. I haven't seen, seen either, either of those. <laughs> but our shared experience of yeah. not having seen exactly. those. Exactly. And I, you yeah. know, that's so funny because I used to say, when I did meet someone who hadn't seen Game of Thrones, I would be like, oh, yes. Like, <laughs> Tell me more. Part of the club. Uh, <laughs> you're a part of the, like, you're part of the club. It's uh, the yeah. anonymity and the, 
the hyperanimity of shows exactly. and the anonymity yeah. of ah, the ones yeah. we haven't seen. But, this, yeah. <laughs> we're, but we're so saturated in shows. Um, yeah, I would say there are a couple shows that a huge majority of the population have seen. Uh-huh. That's true. But yeah, it, I, I think that's a good point. That's also, it's kind of like, are we more, do we know more by like going to college and like, like filtering into our little areas of specialty of, of like special interest mm. or are we will we like uh, learn more by like staying in the small town that we grew up in where you have a little bit of where you have to adapt to Uncle Joe who thinks one way sure yeah your liberal parents who think another and mm. sure like just yeah, yeah surrounding yourself with a more yeah. a larger variety of positions right. and experiences right does Facebook yeah. actually yeah. end up creating more confirmation bias oh yeah that kind Absolutely. of thing yeah and same with yeah yeah I think that's the thing you have to be self aware of you know is either making no commitment to anything because you're just looking at everything super relative <laughs> relative truth wise you know or becoming like hyper committed to a certain viewpoint because and then only surrounding yourself with deeper and deeper versions of that and people that agree with it. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Who likes the fourth who likes people breaking the fourth wall? Do you guys like that? Is that do we I'm also very tired of that. Yeah. Well I was trying to I think, think it played out. I was trying to think of something that I, I liked hated that the first had Deadpool. That. You didn't like the first Deadpool? I, I hated it. Oh, really? I the thought se- you said you were like... No, the second one I actually found myself... Oh, okay. Liking. But it might have just been with the second one I was there with friends and like... It was... I also just, just don't... Yeah, I don't really like Ryan Reynolds. Oh? So that's probably... Uh, hot also. take! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that controversial? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great oh, if, sounds, we, if yeah. we could get Ryan Reynolds here. On the podcast. That would be great. Yeah, and then I could tell him how much I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You could just be like, but why, Molly? Yeah, I'm just joking. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Wasn't I just saying the first uh, Blade 3, Blade Trinity? Oh, yeah. It was the first thing I saw him in. Then I was like, who is this person? He's like funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I saw him in. <clears throat> and then he has a Buried, is that what it's called? And he has a movie where like the whole movie takes place. In like a coffin. Hmm. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I if you like weird movies, it's good. If you don't like weird movies, you'll hate it. <laughs> <laughs> He's buried in a coffin. Yeah. Ooh. Like yeah, like it starts out and he like wakes up and yeah. he has like a couple things in there with him, and then the whole movie just takes place in there. Him trying to get out. Mm-hmm. Does it cut to like other scenes? Not very much. Like barely at all. It's almost all oh. like inside the whole time. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's been a while since I watched this. I don't remember it super well, but I just remember yeah. that that was the. So it's kind of like this but podcast. But you can memorize a lot of lines. Like this podcast is going to be embarrassed. I buried it. <laughs> <laughs> How do we break the fourth wall of podcasting? So, you with your headphones in, sitting there, listening to us right now. Do this every week. <laughs> we get to do this every week. 
guys would be doing the same thing anyway. It just, just, it just, it just wouldn't be. It just seems like yeah, it'd just be lower pressure. We just have longer pauses in between. It would be the same thing though. Now you have the pressure to, to get the next topic talking. Oh, you got the road show coming that up. That pressure. On Thursday. Yep. Yep. I got as soon as we get done here with this and get it out on to get it uploaded. I need to clean up the gallery. It's it we're getting there. Pretty decent. Division. Well, I'm still waiting on 12 paintings mm. from the artists, so as mm. soon as they come in, then I will rehang. And will all the artists be here? No. No. I think just Daniel. Daniel Keyes. Cool. Yeah. I guess next week we could have him yeah, with us. Yeah, he'll be here on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or we can do it sooner too, I suppose. Yeah. The yeah, Thursday, all day? Yeah. We'll have all day Thursday. Some yeah, what rose, does all day mean? Some rose macarons and rose lemon. Like nine nine a.m. You you can I'll give you a key. <laughs> also, anyone in our listening audience that wants a key, just let us know. Yeah. <laughs> we just hand them out to people. We just, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll give you. A, oh, by the way, I'll, I don't I'll buy a, several coff- free coffees if you sell a painting. Nice. While you're here, I don't have a key though. Yeah, for real. that's your commission. Um, yeah, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. I want you to, I want you to, to explain a little bit about the, um, which we could end this now, but at some point, I want you to explain a little bit about what you were telling me about (laughs) (laughs) 9-11. Oh, we can do that. Not on this one, but yeah. Okay. Not on this one. (laughs) Yeah, that would be kind of funny that. to bring up with Daniel because I think that he would be like, "Oh God!" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like I think he'd be a little like, "What are you talking worlds. about?" Like, <laughs> yes, cool. <sighs> I want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> you guys got any takeaways? This is nothing. Nothing. No takeaway. I feel like we had a better conversation before we started <laughs> recording. I can't do this. I get we can uh, just have to re- just redo this podcast later today. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, better luck next week when, when, when you're listening. <laughs> Show. <laughs> Shows better next week, guys. <laughs> I think it was good. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with it too. I don't I'm okay care. With this. All right. Thanks for listening, I'm everybody. Not, yeah, yeah. Oh wait. Oh, yeah. Do you have something already. to say? <laughs> no, I thought this was fun. I had a good time. Oh, good. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is like. And that is, that is the whole point of this. Is just, this is what we would talk about if we were sitting around at a coffee shop anyway. And yeah. Recording it and putting it out there for everybody. Are you going to say something? Are you going to say something? No. Just, just wait and see if you guys would say anything. <laughs> Alright. Thanks for listening. Be good to yourselves. <laughs>